Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Let's start again with another episode of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Shit Together. Together. Nice. Rohit, you just, I gotta say it again. You just assume. I thought we abandoned this at the last episode. We're never going to abandon this. We talked about it on episode one. We're going to keep talking about it through episode 101. Rohit, Rohit banged on my comedy. What? What I think is not funny (laughs) is how you deny us from hearing the word shit. Not funny at all. That's not funny. Yeah. It's getting old, brother. Uh, Like stale. Like like that warm bread bread. that you talked about before. That warm bread was nice. This is stale bread, bro. Dang, stale bread is not good. Right? Yeah. This is how you make me feel. You're like you saying shit is like flatulence. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, you don't have to just say the word, not yeah. just a word out of context. It's the name of the podcast. Get your shit together. Get your together. You can, can you say it. turd? Heard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's say topic. Bro, yeah. <laughs> I give up. I'm done, with, I'm done with you. <laughs> wow. On to the podcast. So last week's episode, we had a lot of fun. I think it was all about things that make us smile. I know I've had a lot of people reach out to me saying that they've come up with different things that they didn't really think about that they do in their normal life, you know, fresh laundry, Mm -hmm. uh, different things that make them smile. So that was kind of cool in in making that connection with different people and helping them along with that path. Yeah. So today's is all about saying yes to saying no. We find it very difficult to say no to people. If we say no, we feel like we're the bad guy. We feel like we're letting others down. And because we don't want to, we tend to say yes to everything and over exerting ourselves. So especially at work, we'll do that a lot. Christian, I know you're working on this, but can you also do this project? Sure. In our personal lives, Kyle, how about going to the movies with me? Yeah, that sounds good. Even though you know that you can't because you're broke and Emily's got to pay. What? Yeah, she's carrying that load. I still owe you money for those movie tickets, by the way. You do. What? I do not forget. You take food stamps? What? I'll pay you three to two. I'll pay you three food stamps for every two U.S. American dollars. In continuing with this theme of saying yes to saying no, a lot of the reasons why we tend to say yes to everything and we don't want to say no, it's because of the way we define ourselves in other people's eyes. For example, if, mm-hmm. if I define myself by what you, Kyle, and Christian think of me, and that's really important to me, and I value that, anytime you guys ask me to do something, I'm going to say yes. Because if I say no, then you guys are going to think less of me. And it's our subconscious that really, maybe sometimes it's a lack of true self-esteem. And so I'm going to say yes to everything because I don't want to say no, because I don't want you to hate me. At work, it's the same thing. If one of your managers comes up to you and says, I need you to do this, you can't say no. I did that today. I had a meeting with the person who's not, who's my manager's manager's manager. What? Is one of the senior VPs of the entire company. And I had a meeting with him and he came up and he said, hey, are you coming to the meeting? And I'm going to be about 10 minutes late. And everyone else who was sitting around me who was not invited to that meeting was just like, after he left, did you just tell him no? Yes, I did. I'm not going to define myself by the person who drops everything if in the hierarchy of work, you're higher than me. 
if it's true what people are saying and we're all equals, we're all on the same team, then he's not going to have a problem with that. And he didn't. I went up to him afterwards. I said, hey, sorry about that. You know, I had some stuff. He's like, I didn't even think twice about it because he knows me. And I think a lot of times what we do is because we're trying to earn people's respect, we'll continuously sell ourselves short and always say yes, yes, yes. And what what does that do? Initially, <laughs> we might look... Did we lose Christian? We might have. Do we, did we lose you, buddy? Christian hasn't heard you say yes, yes, yes in a while, so <laughs> I think that's what got him. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Is that Herbal Essences commercial? Yes! 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 Sorry. I had to, man. I had oh to. My you know, God. Was a you know yeah. It was, it was a layup. Yeah. Wow. All right, go ahead. You know yeah. I'm a child. Oh. What, am, what am I going to do with you guys? A lot of times we want to continue. What I was thinking was you saying, I bought some milk. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I think we lost Kyle now too. <laughs> what is wrong with you guys? <laughs> he was like, so did you go to the store the other day? I went to the store. I bought some, I bought some milk. <laughs> Sorry. Drops Mike. <laughs> Drops Mike walks off. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Christian, what'd you do yesterday? I went to the store and I bought, I bought some, some milk. <laughs> Drops Mike. <laughs> Why would, I wouldn't even say this, that. that. That's random. I wish, you guys, is, I wish yeah. you guys could be here right now. This is fantastic. <laughs> there are two brown boys who's <laughs> brown right boy. now. This is the third brown boy. <laughs> Three brown boys. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> All right. Oh, that was awesome. I don't even know what happened. Yeah. Christian said yes to the dress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that, so you can't keep that. That was because you really like to relate to that one. Like no. I just, I, I can hear you say it while you're talking milk. You you mentioned it earlier though. You talked about how <laughs> Rohit dogged on me for not being funny. I'm gonna I'm gonna clarify this real quick because I think we need it. I think we need to keep it. So earlier Rohit was dogging. He wasn't dogging on Christian intentionally, but it came across as dog. He was like, you know what, Christian. You're actually pretty funny. It's like, hold yeah, on. Because he said something really funny. What kind of jacked up backhanded compliment <laughs> is that? It's like, you know what? You're not as dumb as you think you are. <laughs> You're pretty funny sometimes, buddy. <laughs> so he was like, no, I didn't mean like that. I meant sometimes the things you say come across as funny. And I don't think you mean them to. It was like, you might say something like, you know what? I went to the store and I bought some milk. <laughs> It was extremely what? random, and it was like, what are you talking about? Christian's lactose intolerant. <laughs> First of all, he wouldn't say that. <laughs> but it was just really random. So uh, after after Rohit's phenomenal synopsis of saying yes to saying no, and really kind of digging deep there with the feelings and where that, where that stems from, <laughs> we, we got on a little laugh track. That's all right. That's all right. All right. So anyways, <laughs> yeah. So a lot of times because of either low self-esteem or mm-hmm. we're trying to impress other people, we're going to say yes. And what does that do? Initially, we're going to be like, they're a great person. They always say yes. I know I can rely on them. I can count on them. But then when you see the actual work or the performance or the 
missed commitments, then all of a sudden it's different. Then all of a sudden it's maybe that person's not as reliable and I'm not going to go to that person. Oh boy. Um, no, that makes sense. I mean, I, I wrote actually a couple of things while you were talking there in a, in a past life at a, at a previous uh, retail management job I had for some time, we had to do a personality test. One of my traits from this personality test was woo or winning others over. It was one of my highest traits out of the top five, right? So I think that kind of goes hand in hand with the say yes to saying no thing is I tend to be a people pleaser and don't want to turn things down and say yes. And it also makes me look at another thing when, when we talk about part of the growing forward model, when we look at char- character traits, personality traits, I'm also a monkey. And a monkey tends to want to be accepted by the pack and be part of a group. Um, So I think also that stems from maybe acceptance. Um, I want to be accepted. I want others to like me. So I tend to say yes to a lot of things, put more things on my plate, maybe that should be from time to time. Um, And that can be a detriment. It can be a detriment to your success, your performance in these tasks. If you have too many tasks on your plate, it's not about how many things can you do and complete them. It's about how many things can you do and complete them well. Um, so yeah, I think that some of that stems from me, some of the character traits there that I've, I've seen pop up over the years, um, has a, has a commonality. And I think where that comes from is, is the acceptance is wanting to fit in, wanting people to like me, wanting to be part of a group. You talked about how you're a monkey and just for, for backstory. So in my seminars, I talk about the four main personality styles and I like to equate them to animals. So Kyle already talked about how he's the monkey. Mm-hmm. And the monkey's main trait is life of the party, head in a thousand different directions. You're having a serious conversation with them one second, then, oh, look, a squirrel. What? That, trying to say I got ADD? <laughs> yes. That might be right. <laughs> <laughs> then there's me, the koala, uh, the let's hold hands and talk about our feelings, kumbaya. There's the owl. You are which, a koala. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's the uh, owl, kind of like Christian, the, the analytical people, the A equals B equals C, uh, the Loves visio diagrams. I don't think I'm an owl. You are. I don't like that. Yeah. What? Who? Who? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a lion, which is the... That sounds more like me. Bottom <laughs> lion, get the job. <laughs> yes! I'm a lion. <laughs> so... What's a lion do? The lions are the more dominant people, type A. Mm. So hold on, before Feelings you say don't. that, before you say that, would you rather be right or not be wrong? <laughs> am I L? <laughs> like, will that be right or not be wrong? If you're discussing somebody with them, would you yeah, take yeah. more pride in being right, having the right answer, or not being wrong? <clears throat> I would not want to be wrong. You're not a lion. Yeah, you're an L. Sorry, buddy. No. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but owls are amongst the most intelligent people out there. So this is true. But also the most depressed and suicidal. So, yeah. <laughs> gotta take the good with the bad there. And we live in Seattle, right? <laughs> right, it rains all the time. Yeah. Man. Kyle just talked about that. He wants to be included, and so he's always gonna say yes, so he has that inclusion. Mm-hmm. For me, being the koala, I'm always gonna say yes because I define myself by the love that others give me. So, I don't wanna say no because subconsciously, I'm gonna think maybe you don't love me anymore. Our two personality styles, the monkey and the koala, are the more emotional ones. Mm-hmm. So I think this is going to be easier for you and I to kind of relate to. But one of the things that I kind of thought about is I'm thinking to work. And the people that I know that say yes all the time. 
And I think almost the reverse happens to where people who know that they can always go to that one person to get them to do stuff, maybe don't respect them as much. Bang. That's what I was going to say when you first started this podcast and I derailed you a little bit. By the milk? Yeah, about the milk. It was, uh, you you started kind of going down this road earlier. Yeah. And that's the thing, like a lesson that I've learned and I'm still learning is that when you acknowledge, like when you uh, always extend yourself to everyone's beck and call, like, yes, I'll do whatever Being at someone's disposal. Being, being someone's disposal, thank you. Then it's probably not a good time. And I have to catch myself because I too am a self-admitted people pleaser. I think that I'm trying to do it from, a, in my mind, I think I'm doing it from a good place. But it's not good for me or the person I'm supposedly helping, right? Mm-hmm. So what it does is it breaks down um, the respect that that person has for you. Mm-hmm. It and what's funny about that is just doing like research on relationships, because you know I need some work in that department. <laughs> but yeah, but, but uh, Christian at gystpodcast.com. I got some work to do, ladies. Like, <laughs> no, but, but seriously, like it's it's kind of funny because even in relationships, even. So if either party is always, if it's not a mutual uh, understanding or a partnership, mm-hmm. one partner will tend to lose respect for the other if they're always available, always. And it's just, yeah, it, it's just. Especially new, right? Especially get especially new relationships. New. Like you don't want to be too available. Like all the time. Like, and it stinks because, I, again, think about it if you're the person that's being, making themselves available. You want to be available because you want to be around that person. You're excited. It's exciting to, to you. And you're hoping it's also exciting to mm-hmm. them. You're making yourself available. Like, you, yeah, like I'll do whatever it is that you need. You're thinking in your mind that that's helping things when it's actually hurting things. Yeah. And so I think that's just something that, go, you know, that you can apply to work. You can apply to any type of relationship, whether it be a professional or a personal. Yeah, it's a respect thing. And then there's also... The respect that you have you have to have for yourself and the respect of when people use the word respect i think that carries some some type of people use their own definitions to define the word respect but that's just respecting like your time perhaps mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like do i not value my own time and what i have to accomplish do i need to be available for everyone else at all the time and not take in consideration that i have my own goals and dreams that i need to accomplish something to think about yeah i think it's it's really interesting that we brought up that that respect thing because i think this completely takes into a different direction than what we originally want thought that this would be Mm -hmm. and going back to work-life balance if i've seen co-workers who are readily available all the time even all weekends ready to check their email ready to respond right away and they think that what that does is in the eyes of their management that's good i've been there yeah. Totally. Yeah. Management's going to take advantage of that. Yeah. Whether it's on purpose or on accident, right? Yeah. That it, it, it shifts the expectation. You'd mentioned relationships. I've used this example before in discussion. Women love flowers. Generally speaking, right? Not all women love flowers all the time, but in general, women love flowers. If you brought flowers home every single day, it would begin to stop becoming appreciated. And it would become expected, not on purpose, not out of malice, but it would become expected. And the day that you don't bring home flowers after six weeks of bringing home flowers every single day, you did something wrong by not doing something. 
But but here's what's dangerous and so scary about that is the flowers also don't mean anything to that person anymore. Exactly. They so mean less like a, and less. Yeah. So it's because they're now expected and they're not appreciated. So it's, you're entitled to flowers. You're not accepting and receiving flowers. I'm going to completely butcher this quote, uh, but there's something I heard a long time ago, like that this summer at some point. And it's something to the effect of people only behave in the way that you allow them to. Oh. So if, <clears throat> in, in essence, if I don't have the respect to tell someone no, whether it be my manager or someone in personal life, it doesn't matter, right? Then that person is, has to be a very, I hate to use this word, but it's like the only one I think it fits. It has to be a very evolved, aware person to understand that, hey, I'm actually could be potentially using this person. That takes a certain type of person to realize it don't because human nature dictates you've given me an inch, I'm going to take a mile. Uh-huh. And I don't think there's much that, I think that you're on autopilot at that point. Yeah. There's some good people. I've done it to people. People have done it to me and they're not bad people that have been on both sides of the fence. Uh-huh. So it I just, just happens. It just, it, just hap- it just happens. Like there, this, this is where I can take it, I mean, essentially in the deep recesses of your mind, this is a pos- position of advantage. This is where I can win. And that's just getting down to like parts of your psyche that you don't even like a lot of people that I don't think have grips and understand. I think the difference between us three and then just maybe other people walking the earth is that what sometimes I catch myself like, man, I might be overstepping my bounds a little bit or I don't want to lose this person's friendship. Like I'll do that check and balance. Mm-hmm. But have I always done that through my life? Oh, heck no. I know I have. That wouldn't be fair because I guarantee I'm going to get emails going. F you, buddy. You remember like, <laughs> 1996? Like, you know, like you, you know, but so, yeah, it's just, it's just an interesting thing because people are going to take exact, like, I mean, it's, it's not even my sentence, but it goes back to the old statement. Uh, uh, you get someone an inch, they'll take a mile. And mm-hmm. like, that's just, that came, uh, people came up with that phrase for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. And just as you said, it doesn't. It's not necessarily a bad person that's doing no. it intentionally, right? Mm-hmm. Maliciously, it's it happens. I've done it. You, we've all done it. And what causes that is that is it that open availability of that other party, right? That they've allowed they've allowed themselves for you to shift your expectation of them, and you've allowed yourself to shift your expectation of them and ask certain things of them that you wouldn't ask of others. You see certain people answering emails, as you mentioned, on a Saturday or Sunday. Now you know it's Friday night. You got something to do. You got to leave the office. Something's got to get taken care of. And you know that someone's going to answer their email Friday night, Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. And they don't got anything else going on. You might delegate something. So when I first got into the industry that we're in now, podcasting, IT, <laughs> technology. Uh, when I first got into it, it's a long time ago. This was when I was working in... Uh, another state, another office, another location. Someone pulled me aside one time and they said, your customers do not have respect in the way that you're doing business. You think that you're de- developing rapport. You think you're being kind. You think that you're being a professional in what you're saying to these customers. But every time like I would have a phone call and I'm working on a solution with a particular customer, then the phone rings and, and I say, well, you know, hold on a second. Let me, and they're like, well, hey, we're working on this. Oh yeah, no, you're right. 
and I could, you know, missing opportunities, dropping things because I'm so laser focused on this one particular person. Mm-hmm. I would end up, it, it, that, that customer service that I thought that I was providing was ended up actually hurting other opportunities. So I had one person, one manager pull me aside one time and they said, they don't know that you're working out of a call center. They don't know you are uh, in this, you know, in the state of Oklahoma. Like they don't, they don't know these things. You could be in New York City in an ivory tower for all they know. They have no clue. So how you conduct your business when you're on the phone with this customer will dictate how they respect you and how they treat you. Mm. So if you get a phone call and the phone call, uh, and you say, "Hey, I need to take this call," you come back in line. This is really important. I'll give you a call back in 20 minutes, and you call them back in 20 minutes. There becomes there, there you've developed a certain type of respect. And, uh, um, and and rapport with that customer, and they will treat you as an equal or as a you know in, in this business relationship, versus running around and chasing every little uh-huh. silly thing they want you to quote you know no matter what it is no matter what it is can yeah. I can I see a quote for this okay what do you um quote me that too and that too and then all of these and I need eight options yeah it's like oh so, man and, and it's just funny so it's, I mean this was the younger version of me and like and as I've developed it's so true. Like, it's like, no, like I told, I told a guy that we work with, I told him one time, it's okay to tell your customer no. Mm-hmm. And he went and told his manager that I said that. Now oh, this was, was coming from a place of inexperience. So I didn't take offense to it. Yeah. So his manager didn't also didn't hear the entire story, but I still hold true to that. It's okay to tell your customer no. It's okay to walk away from an opportunity. I'm not going to lessen my product and sell it for a lot less just to get you to buy it. Because I've just told you that my product is no longer of value. Uh-huh. Now, like the product in the product that we're talking about are ourselves, right? Like, we, so I'm like I'm giving myself a lesser value if you can jerk me around on a Friday night when you know that I'm with the ladies. <laughs> and you give me a call and I drop what I'm doing. That's Bill Netflix and then chill. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah it might be Netflix and then chilling. And yeah. if I drop what I'm doing, extra laundry. Yeah, that's actually what's happening. It's a lot, I'm laying on my bed, some laundry, get kicked to the left <laughs> and to the right, making a nice little pattern for my body to lay in. Yeah, boy. That's what I'm saying. So uh, that's that's sexy. So, um, that's <laughs> some random shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, like, it's, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm rambling. Yeah, it's, 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 it's there's just no respect, and that person will take advantage of you. Anyway, devaluing yourself, devaluing, devaluing things. Yeah, yeah ab- absolutely. That's, it's, It'll happen. It happens all the time. So one of the things that really made a dramatic impact in my life, I'm getting ready to put together this online video series called 30 Day Life Reset. I think I've shared that with you guys before. Mm -hmm. My initial thought was I'm going to sell this subscription and it's always going to be available. So here it is, readily available. Anyone who wants to purchase it anytime, not a problem. Come on in. In all my research that I've done, everyone's saying, no, it's the complete opposite. You don't want to do that. Have it open for only one week every six months. Mm-hmm. Like something something crazy like that, you know? And what that does is that's going to drive scarcity up. And it's so true. If you have something available all the time, someone's going to say, so this series that I'm putting together is going to be available for $4.97. And it gives you access to everything. So for... If people know for four ninety seven they can go in at any time, what they're going to do is they're going to justify to themselves why that is not worth it. 
So they're gonna say, okay, it's 497, is this really worth it? Is it not? Maybe I'll get back to it next week. Uh, maybe I'll look at it a month from now. It's not going anywhere, it's always available. Yeah, but if I'm telling you it's only available this time, either you come in or you don't, and it's limited to the first 500 people, Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden it changes things. Oh yeah. I agree with you, but I'm gonna play devil's advocate on this one. And I think in your, in what you're looking to do, mm-hmm. there's, there's, you kind of have to look at a few other factors instead of just taking that as a blanket solution or statement, right? Um, I think free content is huge, and here's why: it depends on how it's positioned. So if it's just positioned like, it, and it, it's been a while since you we had talked about this, but if it's positioned as in, I'm Rohit, mm-hmm. my shit's really not worth a lot. And so it's free. Then yeah, like the whole not not that you would do that, but that's Agreed. that's what's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus when you look at offering something for free as a service, mm-hmm. which you can kind of tie this back into what we're saying, like saying yes to saying no. So it's like that giving something to get something, which in the business standpoint is huge. That's important, but you're not soliciting per se. It's like. Here's great content. Um, this is a service for you. Um, one of my favorite online marketers, I uh, love listening to this guy, Gary Vaynerchuk. If you ever want to get Oh, I love that dude. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, I learned that tip from him. Like he's got a book uh, called, I'm going to butcher this, Jab, Jab, Punch, Punch, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I have to look it up too now. Um, I mean, he talks about stuff like that. So giving away content's awesome. But like I think at the same time, like kind of time we are what you're saying back mm-hmm. into our overall arching topic right now is that when is enough enough? And you have to, so it's still that same mindset, right? Yeah. When is enough enough? Like how much free content is too much? Uh, another great podcast out there, I give a plug for these guys because I'm really inspired by them. It's Art of Charm. And it, I mean, oh, these yeah. guys are just cranking out material, cranking out material. But it's in the expectation or hopes that you will investigate to want to join one of their boot camps. But they're still doing a great service even though it's free. And I don't think that they've devalued their their uh, product by offering tons of free material. I think it, it, it wakens people to what it is that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a fine line. I think it's a fine line. It's sure. I think it's how you build value in something yeah. or yourself. Yeah. If you're using Whatever it for marketing... It yeah. You know, and, and brand recognition and brand building, like what you alluded to. Yeah, that's perfect. This podcast is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. It's free. And when I first talked to you guys about this, I said we can use the podcast as a funnel for our own projects. And right at the very start, I told you guys, I'm going to try to, you know, use this as a funnel for that, along with some of our other projects. Free content is amazing. Mm-hmm. You have to give people, because 497, it's, I was in the mindset once upon a time where someone told me four nine seven. I'd say no way. That's that's just way too much. Five bucks. And now uh, I'm just kidding. Not that four nine seven. <laughs> Decimal comes at the end. But now I'm like four nine seven. Okay, let's let's see their free content and see if it's worth it. And now I don't have a problem with it. But it's giving them a taste of it. You're not gonna go see a movie if you don't know what the trailer is like. Yeah. yeah. Likely. Yeah. I, I I totally agree. Yeah. It's. It's and it's tied to like the saying yes to saying no. I think um, when I was more focused on graphic arts, was people would come to me and say, "Hey Christian, can you design this logo? Can you design this website? Whatever it is, can you design something for me?" Heck yeah, I'll do it. 
And I would just pretty much give away my work. And my mom, of all people, pulled me aside and she was like, uh, first off, I'm seeing people steal your ideas uh-huh. and make money doing it. Second, you're getting stressed out. You're not even completing the job that you promised that you're going to complete because you're stressed out and you're stretched thin and you've made no money. That's a good example of tying what this entire podcast, what you just example you just brought up in like yeah. with the overarching idea of, the, of, of this uh, week's podcast. I wanted to pl- be a people pleaser, wanted to, I mean, you hate to say it, it sounds so yucky saying it, but I wanted my friends to like me. Uh-huh. I wanted them to like what it is that I do, whether it's not me personally or what it is that I do, but ultimately I want people to like me. Yeah. And I would say yes to all this garbage coming in that where if I had focused on paying clients, I could have developed and built a bigger, a better brand and made some money doing it. So in essence, I devalued my product and my self self worth almost. Yeah. Like just the product being, or my brand being me, I've devalued it. Christian's that cheap. And it, <laughs> yeah, like he's a cheap design guy. Well, I met a girl, her name was Deshaun. She's from Australia, and I met her years ago. So if she happens to hear this, she inspired me because I asked her one time, like she was she was a little bit older than me. Uh, you know, she was in her 30s and I was in my 20s. And I said, how in the world are you charging people $1,800 for this painting? And then she's like, because if I don't, it sends a message. And that just stuck in my mind for years. Mm-hmm. She's like, that just sends a message. She goes, I'm telling people what my shit is worth. Yeah. And she was an awesome artist. And people bought it, whether they knew or not, because it's $1,800. It, it must, must be, be good. good. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I, th- I thought that, too, when you when you were talking. So in the artist industry especially, right, mm-hmm. what, whatever kind of artist you are, you're a painter, you're a graphic designer, you're, you're a singer. Mm-hmm. That's huge in the music industry. I hear a lot of my friends that are uh, local artists. They are invited to shows to perform as an opening act for a larger act for quote unquote experience or exposure. Mm-hmm. Devaluing yes. themselves to only receiving a larger reach than they would have had if they weren't open for somebody, right? Like they're not worth a paycheck as well. Same thing with you. I think maybe it comes from, because I think maybe I've done this before, maybe it comes from wanting to do these favors for friends to. Feel like you're building value in yourself. I'm Christian. I'm the guy you in the group think that can do these things. Yeah. I have this yeah. skill. So yeah, I'm willing yeah. to do that for you. But you're really devaluing your skill itself by giving it away for free. Mm-hmm. So at the time, you think you're you're doing something noble and kind for your friends, people who love you and respect you. But in turn, what happens is you're doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 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 weird. Like it's, a, it's just such a, like, now that we're talking about this, it's such an interesting thing because it's, there's this fine line. Yeah. Like, there's this line because you don't have to be the person charging $1,800 for this little painting that no one knows. Mm-hmm. But, because people are buying it, so for her, that worked. Yeah. But, you know, for whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's just helping someone move on a Saturday when you said plans, that, 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 that there's a value to your time. I value my time. We're all three yeah. busy people. Um, I mean... Honestly, not that busy for me because there's a lot of Netflix going on <laughs> without the chilling. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, but it's, uh. <laughs> Have you finished making a murderer yet? Dude, I, I turned it on and then I started watching Marin because I wanted to laugh. 
It's crazy, yeah. It's, I've only watched a few episodes of it. I haven't finished yeah. it yet either. Every, I keep hearing the hype about it. So, but like, I wanted some comedy in my life. Yeah, trying to step up my comedy game so I can amuse the ladies. Rohit over here. The, yeah, Rohit's <laughs> discerning <laughs> taste. To the store, I got some milk. Milk. It's, it's a fine. It's a. It's such a fine line though. Like it's like wind. And I guess it's like at the point of this. So, Rohit, I mean, what do you say? Like you asked us some questions at the beginning. How do you figure out where that line is? Like, what allows you to determine like when and when not you uh, accept something? What's interesting is the direction that this podcast went in is completely different from what we intended in a good yeah, way. It is. I'm I'm really happy with the direction that's going in. It comes down to being in your mind. If you put two things on a scale, always available versus limited availability. In your mind, you're going to justify always being available. If someone needs me, I'm readily available. If they call me, I'm I'm here. If the manager needs something, friends need something, you need help moving, I'm your go-to guy. Then what that's going to do is that's going to increase the amount of respect that people have for me. But really what that does is quite the opposite. It's so weird, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, think, think about a girl who, who's liking you, right? If, if a girl is always calling you and always there, you kind of lose interest. You're done. But if you, it's a wrap. But if you, thanks for playing. If you call her and <laughs> <laughs> no, man, we always say water all over his mind. Man, <laughs> but if if you're talking to her and she, you know, you're engaged in this great conversation, and then all of a sudden, hey, I gotta go. I'll talk to you later. And then you're like, what, what just happened? What? And all of a sudden, you're gonna be thinking about her more. I'll and, call you later, maybe. Right? Yeah, so it comes down to always being available versus limited availability. And we can even draw that in our own lives as consumers. Yeah. If we know something's limited quantity, we're going to be more likely to purchase that. I am a than victim without. of that. Right? Bad. The Taco Bell quesarito? No. Only limited time. I'm going to tell you guys right now. I don't eat sweets. I don't I don't I don't really eat much candy at all. I am an Oreo cookie hype beast to the max. If there's a limited edition Oreo cookie flavor, yeah. it's in my closet. I mean, cupboard, wherever. <laughs> in my, uh, it's my bed. Underneath my bed. That's the thing. I love them. I, can't, I, I like Oreo cookies. I got to dip them in milk. I can't eat Oreos without milk. If there's a limited edition Oreo flavor, I got to have it. I got to try it. Even if I just eat half a package in one sitting, I'm just kidding. No, but even if I eat a few of them and then it just sits there until they get stale and I toss them out. Is what it is. But if it's there, it's limited. I feel like I have to get it. It has value. Nabisco built value by making this Oreo cookie limited edition. And I need it. I feel like I have to have it. The McRib? I was about to just say the McRib. McRib. <laughs> McRib. I don't know McRib if I've ever even, had one, but yeah. I don't think I had one either. It's not even a rib. It's no, like it's pressed meat. Pre- yeah, pressed. Uh, is it even all pork? Who knows? No, I've never you had have it. To, There's cold the followings. Like, growing up in the cloud household. Those things did not grace those doors. No? No. It was, it was tough growing up. A lot of veggies. Really? Yeah, she was trying to create super beings. You still do that now, though. Yeah. Um, I really want to meet your mom. She's, she's a trip. She's 6% body fat, just like you? <laughs> My mom is beautiful. Ooh, there you go. Yes. Did she ever come up here and visit you? Mrs. Cloud. Next time she does, let's do I'll just play. I'll play. <laughs> Christian's mom, this Roth Rohila, I had nothing to do with that last statement. Whoa, man. Yeah. Where the bus is just. 
coming back and forth right now. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> it, it's uh, yeah, but but yeah, the McRib. But I always wanted the McRib mm-hmm. because of there was the hype that came around. I want to try it too. Yeah, I want to see what it's about. But I don't think they're around. Michael Jordan used to hype McRibs. Yeah, I, I feel like they're. <laughs> <laughs> what? <Good. laughs> I, feel, I feel like they're delegated in certain parts of the country. I feel like I've seen blogs. Where people will go to the McDonald's and have them. Like, I bet Rohit knows about this. There's Taco Bells that have certain things, like yeah, certain products or test markets. Cincinnati is their ideal test market. <laughs> See? Because of the melting pot. It's it's kind of right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, it has West Coast feel, East Coast feel. But you've got a lot of different ethnicities, a lot of different social economic groups. So that's where a lot of the testing is done. See, there so you go. So you're saying McRibs are sold where there's liquor stores... <laughs> Oh boy! Just in in gun stores, gun stores and yeah. in swap meets. bodegas. God. This reminds me of Boys in the Hood. Why is it that there's a liquor store in every corner of this community? Why they want us to kill ourselves? Okay, Doughboy. You got to Beverly Hills. You don't see you don't that. see that shit. Okay, Doughboy. Say that. <laughs> you can replace gun stores and make rib. Why do you think there's McRib on every corner of this community? Because they want us to eat ourselves to death. <laughs> then Beverly Hills, you see kale salads. <laughs> you don't see McRib sandwiches. Wheatgrass shots. Kale salads. Broccoli. <laughs> you go to Bellevue, I don't see any McRibs. Yeah. What the hell? Tesla stores. <laughs> oh, man. So with, with that said, and we kind of we went off track a little bit there, but... To wrap up, do the two-minute takeaway for the day. The topic was saying yes to saying no, right? So I think deep down inside, saying yes to things comes from a, a good portion of our hearts. We want to fit in. We want people to love us. We want to show value in ourselves or whatever that, whatever that may be. But what we're truly doing is devaluing ourselves by doing so many things for so many others and not respecting our own time and putting value in what we can do for ourselves. If you don't take care of yourself, nobody else will, right? I, People have probably heard that before. You got to put number one first, whatever that looks like. Continue to do that. Uh, I think in this particular saying, say yes to saying no. If you want to continue to say yes to things, this is telling you you can do that. You can say yes, but say yes to saying no every once in a while. Find out what what can truly what what you can truly provide value in and what you can't. And if this person is really appreciative of, of what you're doing for them or, or whatever that looks like. So uh, take the time to take a look at that. Continue to generate value in yourself and your time and know that it's worth something and uh, and say no every once in a while or say yes to saying no every once in a while. For you, I have a, you are so beautiful, beautiful to, to me. me. Can't you see what is going on? What? Take it home, Robin. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.